So you're there in your home, give somebody a high five, tell them you love them, uh, tell them that God's good, and uh, just settle in here. If you haven't already, go get your bread, go get your wine. We're going to take communion together. I'm going to bless it from here. And if God can send a word and heal the centurion servant, then I can send a word and I can bless that bread and that wine right there. So don't let anybody tell you it can't be done because blessings can come from afar into our lives. Amen. So just thank you for, again, log on, give us your name, let us know you're here. Uh, it's interesting to me, uh, I was just reminded that back in November of last year, I preached a sermon about how things are going to change this year. This, this is not what I had in mind, but uh, uh, right, God is changing. I, I want us to understand we don't want to bunker down. We, we want to obey whatever they come to tell us to do, but this is not a time to uh, believe we're just going to survive. We're not just survivors. We are people that thrive. I believe the church is going to become something better than she's ever been. I believe your life is going to be better than it's ever been. I, I don't believe that this interruption in our world is going to in any way rob us of uh, who God's called us to be. In fact, uh, I wrote it in my book, I actually believe that in suffering, if, this, if that's what this is, that in these moments of trials that we really discover who God created us to be. The real us shines through. Amen? Uh, we were made for this moment. We are made for it. Uh, we were born, the church was born in adversity. All of the apostles wrote the Bible in the midst of those adversities and the threat of their own lives. The church thrives in the midst of this stuff. In the midst of any of these things, we become more of who we are. In fact, I said it on Wednesday night. Um, the early church, when they prayed, they, they prayed with this posture. They prayed with their hands up. Uh, I surrender. We have to surrender to this moment. Don't, don't wonder why it's here. Don't struggle over it. Uh, but surrender to it. God's grace is sufficient in this time. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So surrender to it. Uh, and secondly, trust in Him now, right now. Don't just trust Him in the past or trust Him in the future, but trust in Him now. And thirdly, uh, rely that God is going to bring His truth through you. So surrender to the moment, and, and uh, I promise you, you're going to experience a greater presence of God than ever before. I uh, was wondering, I've really uh, prayed over what to bring to you and uh, to be uh, what I believe a word from God for this moment. And as I was doing it many years ago, uh, the Lord uh, brought someone into my path, a friend who handed me a prayer book. And he encouraged me that at moments when I didn't feel inspired to pray or worship, that I could learn this habit and learn this discipline. And I, I've leaned into that. And one of the things in those prayer books is this thing called a lectionary meaning that we live in the system of preaching in a cycle, and that cycle takes us through the Bible in uh, a systematic way. So I looked at it this week, and uh, it's very interesting to me how in the BCP, the reading is Psalm 23. Uh, it just struck me how apropos, how timely that is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he restoreth my soul. And as I watched everybody doing what they were doing, I thought, wait a minute, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I, 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 he is my provider. And I think, I think that that psalm this morning is, a, is just a great uh, 
place for us to park for a few moments. And in the gospel reading today, and if you got your Bible, and I hope you do, if you got your phone, uh, is John chapter 9. And I was so stunned by it that I decided to work out of it. So can I read it to you? I'm going to read the scripture to you. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered and said, Neither this man nor his parents have sinned, but what the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, for the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then he goes on in a later date, say, you're the light of the world. You, you do know the light works best when it's dark. This is the great moment for the light to shine. And when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with his spit, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And then he said, go wash in the pool of Shalom. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore, the neighbors of those who previously had seen the man blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? And the others said, This is he. And some said, I don't know. And he said, I am he. And then verse 25, He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I know, say it with me, one thing I know, I was blind but now I see. Father, I pray this morning that the Word would open our eyes, that we would see things that we have never seen before, that scales would fall off our eyes, and we would see in fresh ways in Jesus' name. I've been intentionally focusing on teaching you how to focus on the favor of God. And so when I read that story this morning, uh, I begin to realize that uh, nobody tells the story of Jesus quite like John. I mean, John blurts it out and says, in the beginning was the Word. And then he said, the Word became flesh. And we know that we live not by bread alone, but by the very Word of God. And then John goes into that dissertation about how you must be born again to enter in or to see the kingdom of God. And then he goes to the well, right? And he interrupts this woman seated at the well, and he begins to say to her, if you knew the gift or who it was. And then we get to this story, and they're asking, who sinned? Who, what went wrong? Who messed up? Why, why was he blind? And they go into this cause and effect, this blame game. And we need to be careful not to be asking, why is this happening? Why my generation? What, who? They're trying to figure it out. It speaks to us at this moment that this is not a moment to try to figure out why. This is a moment to try to understand why Jesus came and what was his message to us. And if we look at the scriptures, we'll see that when Jesus bursts onto the scene, he began to say, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. The kingdom of God is not up there. It's not out there. It's not in the future. It's not in the past. The kingdom of God is right here. In fact, later on, he's going to say it's in you. The kingdom of God. He announced that the kingdom was here, and he announced that that kingdom would be accomplished in our lives. Kingdom. Let's think about it. The kingdom is that place or that space where someone has authority. The kingdom of God is that place, that space, that atmosphere, if you will, where he rules and he reigns, where he has final authority. That not what science says or not what the world is claiming, but that the kingdom is anywhere where people understand that God has the final say. And Jesus showed up and said, listen, the kingdom of God has always existed. The kingdom of God has been from the beginning of time. Its dominion will have no end, the writers of Proverbs say. But Jesus did something. He said the door is open. 
You can enter into the kingdom of God. You can step out of the things of this world and into, listen, right now, today, we can step out of the bondages of evil and we can step into the freedom of God and it's open to us. It's not just when you die. It's not in the afterworld. It's not when the trumpet sounds. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's open. And it's here and it's within us. In fact, it's interesting um, we sing joy to the world and we, we announce the kingdom of God is here and that, that kingdom of everlasting peace, that kingdom of joy, that message that God has established it. That's the message that Jesus brings to us and that's the message that we must hear today. We must understand that He opened the door for the kingdom of God that we might step into it and be free of these things. And then through this week, the great prayer He taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come. What He's really saying is thy kingdom manifest. Step into it. Be a part of it. Begin to declare it openly. Don't begin to declare what's going on around us, but begin to declare that the kingdom of God is here and that His will will be done. His rule and His reign will be accomplished today in our lives. We don't have to accept the sentence that is being declared. We can declare that the kingdom of God is here and that God's word is final and we can begin to join with one another and announce that that kingdom is really really here and hear me I mean when you when you really look at it he looks at Nicodemus and he says you must be born again the kingdom of God is available to you step on into it so he goes from this ruler of the synagogue to this woman at a well who has really not a good history and he said if you knew the gift I mean from the ruler to the marginal. Everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're here or out there. The kingdom of God is open to the rulers of religion and it's open to the outcasts. I don't care who you are today, where you're at today, whether you belong to the Samaritans or whether you belong to that. I don't care whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian. I don't care what you think you are. Right now, the kingdom of God is open and we can step out of the things that would hold us, the bitterness the declaration of a plague. We, we can step beyond that and find access. It's so interesting what Luke says. Do not fear. 365 times the Bible says, Do not fear, O little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, I want the kingdom in my life. I want the kingdom in your life. I want, uh, I want us to understand that the doors are open and we can step through that veil into the presence of God. Matthew records to seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things all week long. All I've heard is what about this? What about this? What about that? This thing, that thing, that thing. Well, listen, our job is to seek the kingdom of God. Our job is to seek that space where God's word is more powerful than the other words that are being spoken. That God's promises never fail. That the way maker, the promise keeper, uh, the, the one that created it and give us his promises that will never stop. He, he and he alone have the final say. And the kingdom of God was opened as Jesus walked the earth. And then he said, it's my pleasure to give it to you. It's my pleasure to give you the keys of the kingdom of God. You can open it up and we, listen, we need to be with, we need to be declaring to others that listen, the, the door's open. Step into the kingdom. Step into His presence. Don't, don't, don't allow anything that's being said to keep you there. And yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of a virus, I will fear no evil. Listen, there's two epidemics going on. 
there's this virus happening, and then there's this panic taking place. I don't want to be a part of, I, yay, do I walk through this. Listen, we'll walk through this. We won't camp out here. We will get through it, and we will be on the other side. And can I tell you something? You'll be better. You'll be better. Because Jesus came to open the way so that we could experience His kingdom. There, there will always be evil. But there will always be these things that come to harm us. But the Bible says He prepares a table for us. and He prepares a banquet for us, even in the midst of everything that's being said. Listen, we can sit and feast. We can sit and, and enjoy all the provision that He has for us. We just need to be able to open our eyes and understand that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. You do understand He's pursuing us with His goodness. David said, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living, I would have perished. Psalm 27. Listen, you're going to see the goodness of God made manifest in the midst of all the declaration that's going on all over and trying to figure out who's to blame. Listen, God has determined to do good to you. And it's our moment to believe that God goodness is going to rule and reign because the kingdom of God and His authority is here. It's at hand. It's at hand. All I could think about was being a little boy, and I remember we were probably doing something we shouldn't be doing, and we were crossing a fence. And in those days, they put these batteries on the fence, and, and they were to keep, you know, they were bad fences, but they put batteries on them. And, and, and you reach out and you grab that, and, and it's, listen, the kingdom of God is that close. You could reach out and lay hand on the kingdom of God, and that power is in our hands. That power is in our lives. The Holy Spirit said, when I come upon you and in you, you'll have power. You are not powerless. You are not hopeless, because the kingdom of God has been opened for each one of us, and it's available to us. In fact, I have to tell you, in the last several days, it's the only place I could live, is to live in His presence live in His kingdom. There had to be moments where I had to gird up the loins of my mind. I had, I, had to, I had to grab a hold of my thoughts, and I'm telling you, you can do that. In fact, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. Worry about nothing. Who can change anything by worrying or being anxious? You, your stress, you can get stressed out over this all you want to, but that stress isn't going to work. Paul said that be anxious for nothing and in all things make your requests be made known. It's so interesting when you read through this. If God cares for the birds, if He cares for the flowers, then how much more will He care for you? Anxiety, I've had a doctor friend of mine tell me, you know, anxiety can lower your immunity. Anxiety can actually cause you to not be able to fight off those things. So, so battle that fear and that panic, declare war on it, and be anxious for nothing. Understand that the kingdom of God is not out there, not over there, not somewhere in your future. The kingdom of God, the authority of God, the rule, the reign, the goodness, the provision of God is here today for you. Right now, right where you're at. Uh, don't... <laughs> I was thinking about this as I was coming in here. Uh, the Bible tells us about how Abraham was there and the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, oh, no, no, don't do that. I, I have a ram for you in the thicket. Calls to him out of thin air. You can't, you can't, 
Listen, God is right here. And he calls to Abraham out of that thin air, out of heaven. God, God is right there with us. It's, it's interesting to me how you can read about Jacob. And Jacob takes a rock and makes a pillow. And he goes to sleep and he has a dream. And he sees this ladder of the angels descending, the angels ascending. And when he wakes up, he goes, oh, God was in this place and I didn't know it. Hear me. God is right here all around us longing to help us, and, and, and yet we are so unaware of the kingdom and of His presence and of His provision. We need to lean in and live by faith and not by sight, not by what they're saying, but by what He's saying. Not by what some say, but by what the Lord says, because in His kingdom, His word has final authority. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Jacob, when he wakes up, he goes, oh my God. I mean, Moses out of that storm cloud, God speaks and the, and the Ten Commandments come into existence. Samuel, for heaven's sake, Samuel's offering up a, a, an offering and it, the people hear thunder, but God hears the voice or the people hear the voice of God. We can become aware that God's presence is here all around us in, in this thin air. Uh, and uh, my concern is, as I've, as I've encouraged you to focus in 2020, I didn't anticipate this, but I did say to us, and I'm saying to you now, don't get distracted by other things. Don't get distracted by those stuff. Stay focused on the favor, the mercy, the grace, the provision. Stay focused, keep clear, and you'll seek the kingdom of God. You'll see God working in ways that you've never anticipated it because he said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. Those, those aren't empty words. They're promises. They're promises that we can believe in. The Bible says that Abraham hoped against all hope, that he believed in hope, that when Abraham was 99, he became convinced, finally. It took him a long time, but he, he became convinced that he was going to father a child. And he hoped against all hope. And hope that is seen is not hope at all. So we hope in what we can't see. We hope in the thin air around us that God is right here, that angels are right here, that God is among us, that none of this surprises Him, and that He is able to take our hand and walk us through a fire. And when we walk through that fire, we'll not be burned. And when we walk through the water, we'll not drown. God is with us. And yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear any evil, for He comforts us and He restores us and He's following us with goodness and mercy and all we have to do is believe in hope all we have to do is shed hope and not fear all we have to do is speak faith and not death the power of life and death is on our tongue listen just don't get caught up in what everybody else is saying let's declare that the kingdom of God is right here that the light is right here that we don't have to live in the want or the fear of the world that we, we're, we're not of this world we are people of His presence, people of His hope, people of the Word and His kingdom. His kingdom is right here. I love, I love it. I love it when it says Abraham believed God and God counted it as righteousness and He's the friend of God. I mean, when we believe in what God has said, when we take hope in what God has said to us, God says, that's my friend. That's my friend. How do you know a friend? Because you have hope in that friend. You trust that friend. And God says, if you hope in me, if you trust in me, you're my friend. And listen, friends, don't let friends go to hell. Friends, don't let friends die. Friends, don't leave friends when they're in trouble. And we might be in trouble. But God said, don't be afraid of that trouble. I've overcome the trouble. Our friend knows what to do in this situation. We... And FYI, you've got friends. Thank God now for Facebook. 
been using Facebook and social media for every kind of other piece of garbage there is. Now use it to spread the kingdom. Use it to reach out and really friend people and encourage them and lift them up. Listen, keep your trash off of it. I don't want to see it. I'm going to use social media to see the church grow, to see people get healed. I'm going to pray for people over this thing and you're going to get healed. Friends. Yeah, now people want to be friends. People that didn't want to be my friend now want to be my friend. I want to be your friend. I'll be your friend through this thing. Hallelujah. So today, today, let's purpose. Let's purpose not to get caught up on who sinned. Why is this guy blind? What's this happening? That's a stupid question. Ask a better answer. Ask a better question. My dad used to say, Quentin, ask a better question. It's the wrong question. It isn't about who caused this. It's about what glory is God going to get out of this moment? God's going to get glory out of this moment. This is a watershed moment in humanity. This is a watershed moment in the life of the church. We've been waiting for such a time as this so that we could be the people of God, so that we could speak faith and healing and victory. This is our moment. Don't run from it. Run at it. This is it. This is our time. You're going to shine. The power of God's going to move through your life and your hands, and you're going to speak, and they're going to recover. This is it. This is our time. It's a changing of everything. God, listen, God's going to open the eyes of the church that she can see things she's never seen before. God's going to do unimaginable things in the body of Christ. The, the church has lived blind, blind by their own ambition, blind by their own theology, blind by division. But God's about to open the eyes of the body of Christ so that the church can see things she's never seen before. That the God they've talked about is really here. And he's among us. God, open our eyes. Stop worrying about who did. You want to know something? The reason why we haven't seen more miracles is because the church has been arguing for 2,000 years who caused the sickness. That's about to end. It isn't about who caused the sickness or sin. It's about the God that triumphs over the sin. It's about the God that triumphs over the sickness and opens our eyes. It's beyond anything. Anything. Hallelujah. I'll amen myself because I can't honk your horn. And let me tell you, the thing you got to get out of chapter 9 of John is that when people come back around and go, well, isn't that just that old blind beggar? Isn't that just that, isn't that just that, isn't that the guy that just sat over there and we threw pennies at him? Isn't that, well, doesn't look like him anymore. He doesn't look the same anymore. He, he, well, I think that's him, but it's not him. And he jumped and said, yeah, it's me. Can I tell you something? On the other side of this moment, the church is going to be so different they're not going to recognize us. You're going to be so different that you're not going to be recognizable. That God's going to use this moment, cause it to work good, and break off everything that is not of the Lord. Because listen, everything that can be shaken can be shaken. But can I tell you something? His kingdom cannot be shaken. His people cannot be shaken. God's going to open us up to see things we've never seen before. And what we see is going to transform us into what God created us to be. So don't be looking at the things of this world, but let God let you see through the kingdom eyes. And when you can see, all of a sudden it's going to transform you. And the world's going to go, that's the church? Oh my God, look at that. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't despise the church anymore. Maybe we shouldn't criticize the church anymore. Maybe we ought to be a part of that. 
Maybe we ought to join that. Maybe we ought to come into the kingdom. Maybe we ought to come out of the world and into the presence of God and let God reveal in us. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. You have never listened to a preacher in your life. You haven't liked the preaching. You haven't liked the church. But God's going to open your eyes and you're going to find out, there's more for us. There's more to us. Oh my God, as He is, so are we in this world. If you thought I was going to calm down just because of that thing. Hallelujah. They came back and they said, isn't that him? Oh my God. Can I tell you, when we get together again, and can I tell you something? We're going to get together again. We will gather again. And when we do, what's going to be funny is that what the enemy meant to do to separate us, God's going to use to grow us. And the building won't hold it. No building will hold it because the building's not the church. People are the church. Christ in us is the church. And all we got to do is stay together. Stay in one. Keep communicating to each other. Keep praying for one another. Keep reaching out for one another. Listen to me. There are going to be people that are afraid to go to the store. Go to the store for them. Go to the store for them. This stuff is not going to jump on you. Not going to jump on you. Okay, so stay six feet away from them. Listen, I can talk louder than six feet. I can... I can. We've got to help each other. We've got to be friends with each other. We've got to act like the body of Christ and open blinded eyes and see people change. Live in this atmosphere that we know that God is in and to believe it. One thing I know, listen to this guy. He goes, I don't know. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why I couldn't see. I don't understand. I don't understand who did what. Listen, all that stuff. I don't understand. But one thing I know, I was blind. But now... Listen, one thing I know, one thing I know, I was lost, but I'm not. <laughs> I was weary, but I'm not. Listen to me. This is the greatest moment that you this is, It hadn't been a moment like this in 90 years. This, 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 is, this is it. This is it. When it gets the darkest, we become the brightest. And the kingdom of God will shine through our lives. And the world will see this. this. So gird up the loins of your mind. Gird it up. Peter says, gird this up. Grab it. Grab a hold of it. So gird up the loins of your mind and put your hope fully on the grace of God. My hope is on God's grace. Grace isn't the stuff that just forgives us. He came and introduced us to a kingdom, a kingdom of grace. But grace doesn't just forgive us of sin so we can go to heaven when we die. Grace gives us the power to step into the kingdom right now. And grace is unmerited. It's a favor. It's free. You didn't earn it, Nicodemus. You didn't deserve it, the Samaritan woman. And bless God, the blind man didn't even know to ask for it. So wherever we're at, it's free. It's the kingdom of God right there in your living room, right there wherever you're seated with your phone on. It's for you. I don't care whether you watch this live or you watch it later. Right there, the presence of God is coming through these airwaves to touch you, whether it's delayed or whether it's live. It doesn't matter. But the kingdom of God is at hand, and you can walk through it by simply believing that God is for you and not against you. He's for you. He's for you. He's for you. Just by believing that He's got your best at heart, and He's working right now to see that accomplished in and through your lives. He came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. <sighs> okay. I got this text just an hour ago from someone that's an old pastor. Pastor, 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 suffering. There's people going to suffer. You know, I remember a long time ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, you need to have a theology for suffering. Well, here it is. 
when you think you're suffering, call it a sacrifice. Instead of counting it about how bad you've got it, consider it a sacrifice. When we are hurting and when we are poor in spirit, and yes, there's some suffering, but can I tell you, take that suffering and offer it up as a sacrifice of praise. Because when you take the suffering and you don't consider yourself, but you consider others. Listen, put a roll of that back for somebody else. Leave a couple of those eggs for somebody else. You don't need to hoard it up. Listen, live in that, embrace that moment. And so, yes, we can take this suffering and we can turn it into a sacrifice. And when we turn it into a sacrifice, it becomes a sacrament. When God suffered death and called it a sacrifice, He turned that body and that blood, He turned His death into a sacrament, into a victory that through this suffering, if we considered an opportunity to sacrifice an opportunity, God, through me, through me, let the grace of God, let the kingdom of God be seen in my life and in your life. So, we love one another. We love our neighbors. We act in the same way that God would act if God was here because God is here in us. The kingdom of God is here in us. If Jesus proclaimed it was at hand, then we're proclaiming it's at hand. For such a time as this, we have come. Hallelujah. And so we pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. He said it was at hand. Open my eyes to see it. He said it was at hand. Let me transform by that kingdom. And let me manifest that kingdom into the lives of every person that I pray for, that I see, that I elbow. When I was a kid, they told me don't elbow. It's a foul. But now they're saying elbow. Okay, we'll, we'll elbow. We'll. Amen. So yes, we are living in some interesting moments. But in these moments, we know the kingdom is here. That His authority, this space, it rules and reigns in this time. Hallelujah. Will you join me at the table? If you've got Whatever you've got there, uh, somebody asked me today, well, can I use pineapple juice? <laughs> I said, yeah, use pineapple juice. I, I'm not going to get caught up. Use club crackers. Use whatever you got and join with me as we come together. In Jesus' name, we remember the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We remember that through his suffering and his sacrifice, the kingdom of God was open that we could step into it and that he would be here. Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, You formed us in Your image and You breathed into us the breath of life. And when we turned away and our love failed, You did not turn away, but You came. You came into our captivity and into our bondage and You became flesh and You made covenant with us. And you spoke to us through the prophets, through the Word. And so with Your people on earth and Your angels in heaven, we join and we say, Holy Holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Your spirit, Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth to preach good to the poor, to proclaim the release of captive and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He ate 
with sinners. You got your bread? You got your wine? And we remember. We remember that he suffered. That he died. That he rose again. And that on the night that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take eat all of you. But this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup. And he said, he gave thanks. And he handed it to us. And he said, this is the cup of my blood. It's the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins for you and for many. Do this, all of you who drink it, and remember me. And so we proclaim Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Now stand with me as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Lord, pour out your spirit on these gifts and those gifts and make them be for us the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and may the kingdom of God be opened right there where you're at. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ that's broken for you, the blood of Christ that's shed for you. May you feast by faith in your hearts and receive all that he has for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Join me. Stand right there. Thank you, Father. Thank you. coming to you. His presence is going to surround you. His kingdom is breaking open over you. You can walk in the power of that kingdom. You can live in the midst of his provision. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Now stay tuned. Pay attention to Facebook. Stay on the web page. We're a family. We're going to keep talking to each other. We're going to keep caring for each other. And we're going to continue to grow and be more than we've ever imagined. Be better than we've ever thought was possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise you, 
You've been faithful to come. I'm going to be faithful to come to you. I'm going to be faithful to bring worship to you. Faithful to bring the word to you. Faithful to pray over you. Faithful to seek God, make you the head and not the tail, above and not below. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look you in your eyes and grant you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. I'll see you. So hey, after we finished, I really felt like the Lord spoke to me and reminded me that as he sent his disciples out, he said, go. Go preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely go give. I believe that word is just really for us today, that we go out speaking that the kingdom of God is at hand, and that because of that, we heal the sick, we cleanse the lepers, we raise the dead, we cast out demons freely. We have received this kingdom, and freely we can see that kingdom manifested through our lives by the way that we pray for and interact and speak to one another and those around us. So I want to tell you again, the kingdom of God is within you. It's at hand. It's right there. Just speak in that authority and watch what God does in the middle of these times. Again, God bless.